0: chapter seven of andrew the glad by maria thompson davies this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter seven strange wild things phoebe said david kildare as he seated himself on the corner of the table just across from where phoebe sat in major buchanan's chair writing up her one o'clock notes
1: What is there about me that makes people think they must make me judge of the criminal court of this county? Do I look job-hungry so as to notice it?
0: No, answered Phoebe as she folded her last sheet and laid down her pencil.
2: That is one thing no one can accuse you of, David. But your work down here has brought its results. They need you and are calling to you rather decisively, I think. Any more delegations today? Several. Susie Carey Snow
1: came with more civic improvements, rather short as to skirts and skimpy as to hats. They have fully decided that I am going to feed Mayor Potts out of my hand as Taylor does, and they want my influence to put up two more drinking fountains and three brass plates to mark the homes of the founders of the city in return for their precious support. I promised, and they fell on my neck. That is, if you don't mind.
0: David edged a tentative inch or two nearer Phoebe, who had rested her elbows on the table and her head on her hands as she looked up at him. I don't. She answered with a cruel smile. Then she asked with an unconcerned glance over the top of his head.
2: Did you hear
1: from the United Charities? Well, yes, some,
0: returned David with an open countenance, no suspicion of a trap in even the flicker of an eyelash.
1: They sent Mrs. Cherry. Blooming more every day, isn't she, don't you think? She didn't fall on my neck worth a cent, though I had braced myself for the shock. She managed to convey the fact that the whole organization is for me just the same. It's some pumpkins to be a candidate. I'm for all there is in it, if at
2: all.
0: You aren't hesitating, David? Asked Phoebe as she rose and stood straight and tall beside him, her eyes on a level with his as he sat on the table.
2: Ah, David, you can if you will. Will you? I know what it means to you.
0: And Phoebe laid one hand on his shoulder as she looked him straight in the eyes. For it will be work.
2: Work and fight like mad to put out the fire. You will have to fight
0: honest. They won't. But David... A little catch in her voice betrayed her as she entreated.
1: Yes, dear
0: answered david as he laid his hand over the one on his shoulder and pressed it closer
1: i sent in the announcement of my candidacy to the afternoon papers just as i came around here to see the major and you the fight is on and it is going to be harder than you realize for there is so little time are you for me girl
2: if i fall on your neck it will make seven this morning aren't you satisfied
0: And Phoebe drew her hand away from his, allowing, however, a regretful squeeze as he let it go.
1: No, six, if you would do it,
0: answered David disconsolately.
1: I told you that Mrs. Cherry failed me.
0: Yes, answered Phoebe as she lowered her eyes.
2: I know you told me.
0: David Kildare was keen of wit, but it takes a most extraordinary wisdom to fathom such a woman as Phoebe chose to be, out of business hours.
2: Isn't it time for you to go dress for the
0: parade? She asked quickly with apparent anxiety. No, answered David as he filled his tooled leather case from the major's jar of choice seven oaks heartleaf. He had seen Phoebe's white fingers roll it to the proper fineness just the night before.
1: I'm all ready. Did you think I was going to wear a lace collar and a sash? Everything is in order, and I have to be there, too, to start them off. Everybody is placed on the platform, and everybody is satisfied. The unveiling will be at 3.30. You are going out with Mrs. Matilda early, aren't you? I want you to see me coming prancing up at the head of the mounted police. Won't you be proud of me?
2: Sometimes, really, I think you are the missing twin to little Billy Bob
0: answered phoebe with a laugh but in an instant her face became grave again
2: i am worried about carolyn
0: dara she said softly
2: i found her crying last night after i had finished work i was staying here with mrs matilda for the night and went into her room for a moment on the chance that she would be awake she said she had wakened from an ugly dream but i know she dreads this presentation and i don't blame her It was lovely of her to want to give the statue and Plucky of her to come and do it,
0: but it's in every way trying for her.
1: And isn't she the darling child?
0: Answered David Kildare, a tender smile coming into his eyes. Plucky!
1: Well, I should say so. To come dragging old Peter's brown's money bags down here just as soon as he croaked with the express intention of opening up and passing us all our wads back Could anything as, as pathetic ever have happened before?
0: No, answered Phoebe. Then she said slowly, tentatively, as she looked into David's eyes that were warm with friendliness for the inherited friend who had preempted a place in both their hearts.
2: And the one awful thing for which she can offer no reparation, she knows nothing of. I pray she never knows.
1: Yes, yes. But it is about to do him to the death i sometimes wake and find him sitting over his papers at daybreak with burned-out eyes as pale as a white horse in a fog
2: but why does it have to be that way andrew isn't bitter and it isn't her fault she wasn't even born then she doesn't even know i think it's mostly
0: the money said david slowly if she were poor
1: It would be all right to forgive her and take her. But a man couldn't very well marry his father's blood money. And he's suffering, God knows. Here I've been counting for years on his getting love tied at home, and to think it should be like this. Sometimes I wish she did know she offers herself to him like a little child, and thinks she is only doing reverence to the poet. It's driving him mad, and he won't cut and run. And yet, said Phoebe,
2: It would kill her to know. She is so sensitive, and she has just begun to be herself with us. She has had so few friends, and she isn't like we are. Why, Polly Farrell could manage such a situation better than Caroline Dara. She is so elemental that she is positively... primitive. I am frightened about it sometimes. I can only trust Andrew.
0: As Phoebe spoke, her eyes grew sad and her lips quivered,
1: Dear heart,"
0: said David as he took both her hands in his.
1: "It's just one of those fatal things that no man can see through. He can just be thankful that there's a God to handle him."
0: There were times when David Kildare's voice held more of tenderness than Phoebe was calculated to withstand without heroic effort. It behooved her to exert the utmost at this moment in order that she might hold her own.
2: It's making me thin
0: she ventured as she shook a little shower of tears off her black lashes and again smilingly regained control of her own hands but displaying a slender blue-veined wrist for his sympathetic inspection help exclaimed david taking possession of the wrist and circling it with his thumb and forefinger
1: let me send for a crate of eggs and a case of the malt milk you poor starved peach-bud you why won't you marry me and let me feed you
2: i'm going to-but you and the major both recommended lover's troubles to me david
0: phoebe hazarded
1: i only recommended my own special brand remember
0: retorted david
1: i won't have you ill i'm going to see that you do as i say about your
3: david kildare
0: remarked the major from the door into the hall
3: if you use that tone to the grand jury They will shut up every saloon in hell's half-acre. Hail the judge. My boy, my boy, I knew you'd line up when the time came. And the line. Can I count on the full
1: artillery of the gray picket brigade, Major?
0: Demanded David with the light in his eyes as he returned the Major's vigorous handshake.
3: Hot shot, grape, canister, and shrapnel, sir. Horses in lather, guns on the wheel, and bayonets set. We'll bivouac in the camp of the enemy on the night of the election. We'll—
2: I don't believe you will want to lie down in the lair of the blind tiger as soon as that, Major.
3: Laughter, Phoebe. Phoebe,
0: answered the Major.
3: Politics makes strange bedfellows. Michael Rourke, the boss of the Democratic Irish, was around this morning hunting for David Kildare with the entire greengrocer's vote in his pocket. He spoke of the boy as his own son.
1: <laughs> Good for old Mike, laughed David. It's not every boy who can boast an intimate friendship with his corner grocer from childhood up. It means a certain kind of self-denial in the matter of apples and others' temptations. I used to go to the point of an occasional errand for him. Those were the days, Phoebe, when you sat on the front steps and played hollyhock dolls. Wish I'd kidnapped you then, when I could.
2: would have saved both of us lots of time and trouble
0: answered phoebe daringly from the protection of the major's presence
3: david sir
0: said the major who had been busy settling himself in his chair and lighting his pipe during this exchange of pleasantries between david and phoebe to the like of which he was thoroughly accustomed
3: this is going to be a fight to the ditches i believe the whiskey ring that controls this city To be the worst machine south of mason and dixon's statewide prohibition voted six months ago and every saloon in the town going full tilt night and day they own the city council the board of public works and the mayor but none of that compares in seriousness to the debauching of our criminal courts the grand jury is helpless if the judge dismisses every true bill they return and Taylor does it every time if it is a whiskey law indictment or pertaining thereto, and most of the bills, or at least distantly pertaining. So there you have us bound and helpless, a disgrace to the nation, sir, and a reproach to good government.
1: Yes, Major, they've got us tied up some, but they forgot to gag us,
0: answered David with a smile.
1: Your editorial in the gray picket, calling on me to run for criminal court judge has been copied in every paper in the state and some of the large northern sheets i am willing to make the try major i've practiced down there more than you'd think and it's rotten from the cellar steps to the lightning rod big black buck is sent up for rioting down at hind's bucket of blood dive stand aside and forget about it while some poor old kink is sent out to the pen for running into a flock of sleepy hens in the dark unbeknownst entirely I defended six poor pickups last week myself, and I guess Taylor saw my blood was on the boil at the way he's running things. I'm ready to take a hand with him, but it will take some pretty busy doing around to beat the booze gang. Am I the man? Do you feel sure?
0: As David questioned the major, his jaw squared itself determinedly. There was a rather forceful sort of man appearing under the nonchalant David, whom his friends had known for years a wild pride stirred in phoebe to such an extent that she caught her breath while she waited for the major's reply
3: yes david
0: answered the major as he looked up at him with his keen old eagle eyes
3: i think you are you've had everything this nation can give you in the way of fighting blood from cowpens to bull run and when you speak in a body legislative your voice can be but an echo of the men who sired you statesmen most of them so it is to you and your class we must look for clean government it is your arraignment of the mayor and the judge on the haymarket question that has made every decent organization in the city look to you to begin the fight for a clean-up reorganization they have all rallied to your support show your colors boy and god willing we will smash this machine to the last cog and get on a basis of honest government
1: Then here goes the hottest fight Davy knows how to put to them, and it's going to be an honest one. I'll go before the people of this city and promise them to enforce law and order, but I'll not buy a vote of a man of them. That I mean, and I hereby hand it out to you two representatives of the press. From now on, not a dollar spent is the word, and I'm back of it to make it go
0: as he spoke kildare turned to phoebe and looked at her as man to man with nothing in his voice but the cool note of determination it was a cold dash for phoebe but the reaction brought hot pride to her eyes
2: yes david
0: she answered
2: you can and you will
0: the determination in her voice matched that in his and her eyes met his with a glance in which lay a new expression not the old tolerant affection, nor the guarded defense, but one with a quality of comradeship that steadied every nerve in his body. Some men get the like from some women, but not often.
3: They will empty their pockets to fight you,
0: the major continued thoughtfully.
3: But there is a deal of latent honesty in human nature, after all, that will answer the right appeal by the right man. A man calls a man, and ask a crook to come in on the straight proposition, two to one he'll step over the line before he stops himself. This is an independent candidacy. Let's ask them all in, without reference to age, color, or previous condition of servitude in the broadest sense.
1: Yes, and with the other construction too, perhaps. We'll ask in the darks, but they won't come. They'll vote with the jugged crowd every time. No nig votes for Dave without the dollar in the small bottle how many do they poll anyway do you suppose
3: less than a thousand i think not overwhelming but in an independent race it might hold the balance of power we'll devise means to appeal to them we must keep up all the fences you see a man who doesn't see to his fences is a mighty poor proposition as a farmer and-and
4: hicks was here this morning major dear to talk about that very thing said mrs matilda as she
0: came in just in time to
4: catch the last of
0: the major's remark
4: he says that ten hogs got through into the north pasture and rooted up acres of grass and if you don't get the new posts to repair the fence he can't answer for the damage done he told you about it more than a month ago and
3: david killed there
4: said the major
0: with an enigmatical smile
3: what you need to see you through life is a wife when a man mounts a high-horse aeroplane and goes sailing off dimity is the best possible ballast consider the matter i beg of you don't be obdurate
4: why of course david
0: is going to marry some day answered mrs matilda as she beamed upon them
4: a woman gets along nicely unmarried but it is cruel to a man Major jeff is waiting to help you into your uniform do be careful for it is mended to the last stitch now and i don't see how it is going to hold together many more times
3: gray uniforms have held together a long time matilda
0: answered the major softly as he took his departure
4: and we must all hurry and have lunch said mrs buchanan Phoebe and I want to be there in plenty of time to see the parade arrive. It always gives me a thrill to see the Major ride up at the head of his company. I've never got over it all these years.
1: "'How about that, Phoebe?'
0: asked David, once more his daring, insistent self.
1: "'Seems it wasn't so young in me after all to think you might thrill a few glads to see me come prancing up. Now will you be good?'
0: and it was only a little over two hours later that the parade moved on its way from the public square to the park a goodly show they made and an interesting one the grizzled old war dogs in their faded uniforms with faces aglow under their tattered caps they trudged along under their ragged banners in hearty good will with now a limp and now a halt and all of them entirely out of step with the enthusiastic young band in its natty uniform they called to one another chafed the mounted officers sang when the spirit moved them and acted in every way like boys who were off on the great lark of their lives all along the line of march there were crowds to see them and cheer them with here and there a white-haired woman who waved her handkerchief and smiled at them through a rain of tears the major rode at the head of a small and straggling division of cavalry whose men ambled along and guide one another about the management of their green livery horses who were inclined to bunch and go wild with the music. A few pieces of heavy artillery lumbered by next and just behind them came three huge motor cars packed and jammed with the old fellows who were too feeble to keep up with the procession. They were most of them from the soldiers home and in spite of empty coat sleeves and crutches they bobbled up and down and waved their caps with enthusiasm, as cheer after cheer rose whenever they came into sight andrew severe stood at his study window and watched them go past marching to the conflicting tunes of the bonnie blue flag played by the headband and dixie by the following one it was great to see them again after five years and in such spirits he felt a cheer rise to his lips and he wanted to open the window and give lusty vent to it but a keen pain caught in his throat Always before he had ridden with David at the head of the division of the Confederacy's sons, but today he stood behind the window and watched them go past him. There were men in those ranks who had slept in the ditches with his father, and to whom he had felt that his presence would be a reminder of an exceeding bitterness. They had quietly fought the acceptance of the statue offered by the daughter of Peter's Brown from the beginning, but the granddaughter of General Dara, who had led them at Chickamauga, must needs command their acceptance of a memorial to him and her mother. And they would all do her honor after the unveiling. Andrew could almost see old General Clopton stand with bared head and feel the thrill with which the audience would listen to what would be a tender tribute to the war women. A wave of passionate joy swelled up in his heart. He wanted them to cheer her and love her and adopt her. It was her baptism into her heritage and he gloried in it then across his joy came a curious stifling depression he found himself listening as if someone had called him called for help the music was dying away in the distance and the cheers became fainter and fainter until their echo seemed almost a sob before he had time to realize what he did he descended the stair crossed the street and let himself into the buchanan house he stood just within the library door and listened again a profound stillness seemed to beat through the deserted rooms then he saw her she sat with her arms outspread across the table and her head bent upon a pile of papers she was tensely still as if waiting for something to sound around her
5: caroline
0: it was the first time he had called her by her name and though the others had done it from the first she had never seemed to notice his more formal address it was beyond him to keep the tenderness that swept through every nerve out of his voice entirely yes she answered as she raised her head and looked at him her eyes shining dark in her white face
6: i know i'm a coward did you come back to make me go i thought they might not miss me until it was too late to come for me i didn't think-i could stand it please
0: please
5: you needn't go at all dear
0: he said as he took the cold hands in his and unclasped the wrung fingers
5: why didn't you tell them they wouldn't have insisted on your going
6: i I couldn't i just could not say what i felt to-to them i wanted to come the statue suggested itself for her i ought to have given it and gone back back to my own life i don't belong there is something between them all and me they love me and try to make me forget it And
5: but don't you see child that's just it they love you so they hold you against all the other life you have had before We're a strong-love people down here. We claim our own.
0: A note in his voice brought Andrew to his senses. He let her hand slip from his and went around the table and sat down opposite to her.
5: And so you ran away and hid?
0: He smiled at her
6: reassuringly. Yes. I knew I ought not to. Then I heard the music and I couldn't look or listen. I... Why, where did you come from? I thought you were in the parade with David. I felt if you knew you would understand. I wish that I had asked you, had told you that I couldn't go. Did you come back for me? No, answered Andrew with
0: a prayer in his heart for words to cover facts from the clear eyes fixed on his clear comforted young eyes that looked right down to the rock-bed of his soul
5: you see the old boys rather upset me too i've been away so long and so many of them are missing i'm just a coward too birds of a feather take me under your wing will you
6: i believe one of those strange wild things has been flying around in the atmosphere and has taken possession of us again said Caroline Dara slowly, never taking her eyes from his. I don't know why I know, but I do, that you came to comfort me. I was thinking about you and, and wishing I could tell you. Now, in just this minute, you've made me see that I have a right to all of you. I'm never going to be unhappy about it any more. After this, i'm going to belong as hard as ever i
0: can something crashed in every vein in andrew severe's body lilted in his heart beat in his throat and sparkled in his eyes he sprang to his feet and held out his hand to her
5: then come on and be adopted he said i shall order the electric and you get into your hat and coat we can skirt the park and come in at the side of the temple back of the platform so that you can slip into place before one-half of the sky-rockets of Oratory have been exploded. Will you come?
6: Will you stay with me?
0: Right by me? She asked, timidity and courage, at war in her voice. Yes, he answered slowly.
5: I'll stay by you, as long as you want me, if I can.
0: And that— said caroline dara brown as she turned at the door and looked straight at him with a heavenly blush mounting in her cheeks the tenderness of the ages curling her lips and the innocence of all of six years in her eyes will be always with which she disappeared instantly beyond the rose damask hangings and so when the ceremonies in the park were over and caroline stood to clasp hands with each of the clamorous gray squad Andrew Severe waited just behind her and he met one after another of the sharp glances shot at him from under grizzled brows with a dignity that quieted even the grimmest old fire-eater and there are strange wild things that take hold on the lives of men-vital forces against which one can but beat helpless wings of mortal spirit! End of chapter seven.